Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to play for you and then critique a video that we recorded of a mock session between Vicki and one of our counselors that pretended to be a victim of rape. We believe this will be helpful and equipping to you, so stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, as always, appreciate you guys sharing this podcast on social media or whatever outlets that you have, email, maybe even snail mail, write someone a letter and tell them. Does anyone do that anymore? They don't. Okay. No, I'm just wasting my breath on that one. (laughs) But let people know as best you can that they can listen to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Leave us a review. We would love to hear what you think about this podcast. We'd also love to hear um, some suggestions that you have of things that we can cover. We, mm-hmm. we, that's why we do a lot of the episodes that we do. We have people send us an email, say something on social media or just in a conversation. Hey, have you guys covered this? And if we haven't, we do. Yep. And sometimes we cover subjects a couple of times from different angles. Right. I know before this podcast, we're going to cover uh, a subject that we hear a lot, mm-hmm. at least get a lot of uh, people suggesting that we do podcast episodes about this. And it's something that you deal with um, or could deal with on, on a regular basis if you're ministering in front of an abortion center. Yeah. Um, so we cover subjects from different angles. And this subject is going to be dealing with women who are victims of rape. Mm-hmm. We covered, I guess, in some months ago. And one of our hard cases, because we went through how to deal with these different hard cases that you right. face, and rape is probably the most common hard case that you'll face at the abortion center as far as an objection to or, or an excuse. I don't, don't want I don't like to use the word excuse, but that's the best word I can think of right now for women going into the abortion center. Um, that's like a, the hard cases that kind of stifle us and make us like, oh, what do I say in this? Right. That's the most common. Probably. So we did – a case study mm-hmm. of a young lady that we encountered actually at Latrobe Abortion Center, and we kind of talked through. She was a victim of rape. Mm-hmm. It didn't really come out until later on as we built a relationship with her that right. she was a victim of rape. So it's a different dynamic there. In this episode, we're actually going to, like like we did a couple of weeks ago, we played for you a mock session of Vicky and Maddie, pretending Maddie was the abortion-minded mom, Vicky was the counselor. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember, we just kind of played that. We critiqued it. We said, what were some of the good things? What were some of the things that could have been done better? So we're going to do that in this episode. We're going to play for you. It's about eight minutes or so mm-hmm. of a mock session. So I think just that in itself would be really equipping for you guys. But then afterwards, we're going to say, hey, what are some of the things that were done right? What are some of the things that um, Vicky royally screwed up on? <laughs> and let's make fun of her for those things. Of course. Yeah. And we're going to have fun. No, we're going to train you guys. That's the whole point of all of this stuff. Yeah. And also I want to note that just like the other mock session that we did, this one was kind of done off the cuff, mm-hmm. on the fly, and sort of on purpose. Right. Because, we did not practice. We did not have a script on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the dynamic is likely going to be a little different because it's not a real mock session mm-hmm. or it's not a real it's a real mock session. It's not a real recorded session. So the flow would likely go a little different. The interaction would likely be a little different. The objections could be a little different. But this is just kind of a general framework of some of the things you might say, some of the ways that you you 
might react or or shouldn't react um, to a woman. And so we'll we'll play this for you guys. We'll talk about it. It'll be equipping. It'll be encouraging. And hopefully you'll be blessed and Jesus will be glorified. Oh, hey there. Hey there. My my name is Vicki. Can, can I talk with you just, just for a moment? Listen, um, I know, are you on the way into the Women's Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me give you this. My name and my number is on the back here. And, um, and we're here offering hope and help. I just want to know what, what's like the big thing that's sending you into this place. Well, I was raped, so I, yeah. Oh, I am so sorry. Is the, the man who did this, is he behind bars? No, no, he's not. So they haven't caught him yet or what? Well, it's a family member. It's a family member, good grief. So I want you to know right offhand, if, if, if your family is hesitant to pursue prosecution, and that is not unusual that families feel that way, but remember, you might not be the last one that he does that to. And it is an act of kindness to others to, to bring that man to justice. God is a God of justice, and he would not have any of us turn the other cheek to that kind of a violation. But there are groups here in Charlotte that could help you. Like, have you contacted any of the domestic violent organizations? No, I haven't. It's just, okay. it's- kind of scared to do that. I'm sure you are, but but let me just let you know that on the back here, I think we have that resource. And if we don't, well, there's sex trafficking. If we don't, I can get you the resource for domestic violence. And there's there's in the Charlotte area, there's also a group that helps, helps to find a safe place for you and even can help you to provide um, to provide legal counsel to help you. So I want to just start with that. Do you know how far along you are? No, I don't. You don't know. Well, do you know that if you've missed your period, I assume you have, right? You've mm-hmm. missed your period. You know that your your baby's heart is already beating, already as early as 17 days and as early as six weeks, your little baby already has detectable brain waves. So I just want you to know, if, if, do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so has that caused any conflict thinking about, I, I know this is a terrible, terrible situation, but what does your heart tell you God would have you do? Well, I just, every day I'm pregnant, I'm gonna be thinking about this trauma, and I think God understands that, and He has to understand that, like, that's incredibly hard on me, and yeah. I just I just wanna be done with it. Like, yeah, you know, I hear you, I get it. I, I understand that you don't want to remember that trauma at all. And every day of your pregnancy, you're telling me that's what your focus will be. But you know what? Let me let me read you a verse be, before we go any further on. You said you believe in God. I just want to mm-hmm. read you this verse. It's from from Second Timothy six. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love. And self-discipline. In other words, we don't have a spirit of fear before God. And I know that there's this fear that this is what's going to be in your heart. But I've studied research that looks at rape. And do you know that most of the women who keep their baby 
which is most victims of rape. I don't know if you know that, but 70% of rape victims keep their child. And of the 30% who go and have an abortion, 78% of them regret it. But of the 70% that keep their baby, how many do you think regret keeping that child? I couldn't imagine. I mean, maybe once they had it, I just feel like every day that I looked at my child, that it would be just like remembering the trauma and everything that happened. As you're, as you're looking at that baby, as a matter of fact, what overwhelmingly the videos on YouTube, of which there are many, of rape victims, the only positive experience or memory that comes out of that rape um, horrific act is the birth and the beauty of that precious life. So even though I understand totally where you're coming from, it, it, yeah, I know that it's horrible, but think about this, the act of rape, that was a violent act against an innocent human being, right? You. Right. Right. What do you think abortion is? It's a violent act against an innocent victim that the child didn't cause the rape or any of your situation. The child is innocent. And the child, like all human beings, is made in the image of God. The child is not the rapist. The child shares your DNA. And, and God has created that life. God is the one that creates all life. So I'm not saying God wanted the rape. That is clear that that is sin. But in any other area of your life, would you deal with sin? And I know it's not your own sin. But would you deal with sin by doing something that grieves and is rebelling against God and really a greater sin, the murder of an innocent child? I don't, I don't know. I just, I see what you're saying and it's, it is convicting, but it's just like, I just want it all to be over. Like it's, right, it's right. So, so much to think about and so much hurt and scary. Yeah, yeah, and I understand wanting it all over, but I, I just would urge you to look at some of those testimonies of rape victims um, that you can find on the internet. And I can send you even the link to the study I'm talking about, because it's not all over when the baby is killed. Then there's this new trauma that they're facing. Can I encourage you to come and look at your baby on a mobile ultrasound unit or even I, there's a pregnancy resource center right near here. I would love to, to just bring you over there and let you look at your baby be, before you make this decision. I think, I think I just need to think about it for a while. I need some more time. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll keep this. Can, I would like you to keep that and my name and number is on the back here and you can call me at any time. Okay. But would it be okay if I pray yeah, with you before, before you go in there? For sure. Dear Father, Lord, um, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Sarah. Sarah. Dear Father, Lord, I pray for Sarah. I know that this is horrific what she's going through and I see the sorrow and the despair and what happened to her was terrible, a violent act against an innocent human being. 
but Lord, I pray, convict Sarah that the last thing she wants to do is to go on and do a violent act against her baby. So I pray, like in that verse I read, give her a spirit of strength, not of fear. Give her not a spirit of timidity, but of trust and faith in you. And we will help her, Father. Help convict her heart that she is not alone. We will walk alongside her through this. We will help link her with the resources that can help her. And we will be there for her. But most importantly, Father, you are always there. And you promise you are a refuge and a strength. And I pray that Sarah puts her trust and her faith in that, not in the evil act of, of abortion, which I know she doesn't really want to do. We are praying in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Sarah, I'm, I'm praying for you. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, we hope that was a blessing. And is there like, do you have the video? Because that was that was uh, originally a video, not right. just the audio. Yes. Do you have that posted somewhere? I if we no, can... no, okay. not yet. All right. So, we won't have that available for you guys for video, but you can go back and listen to that audio as much as you want to. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the things that were that were done in that video what right, was your right how that, did you critique yourself okay Vicky? well um i have two lists i have what were the good things mm-hmm. that the counselor me did yeah. and what were the bad things and um well there are double good things double good things <laughs> double the good things and just then the bad very things. few bad things might, might be the opposite on your list okay i don't know but so um so maybe let's start uh, just back and forth with with kind of what sure. were some of the good things. So the first thing that and and I kind of just went in order of how the video proceeded, which I think is what you did too. So um, the I gave the information to her right away. I got yeah. the literature in her hand right away. It was the first thing I did. Hey, my name is Vicky. You're heading to the abortion center. Asked the question and then got the information in her hand. Yeah. So that that's key. That's in in oh, all of our cases. Yeah. Um, that's really what we would advise. You make sure you do immediately get the information in their hands, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you might lose them at any point in any of these conversations that we have for whatever reason, you might lose her attention completely. A pro-abortion person might come along and butt into the situation. At least you get something into her hand for whatever reason she might get just kind of lured into the abortion center. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get that information in their hand right away. And that that made me think of something else when you said that. Uh, you kind of want to let your conversation proceed in order of priority because of that very dynamic. You could lose her at any minute. So get the important things out pretty much as, as soon as you can, if possible. So the second thing that happened was I asked her the major obstacles, Yeah, which is actually something that you do. And Absolutely. when you told me that you did that, I thought, you know, that however you phrased it, that, you know, what's the one thing I think you say? What's the one thing yeah. that if I could remove that, you would um, you would not be considering abortion? I think right. that's a really, really good thing to start with. Yeah. So in other words, ask the major obstacle. That That's yeah. really important. You piggyback off of that, right? Yeah. You know so, that. I mean, one of the things I'll say is. I'll word it differently every time, right. but I'll say if there's one thing, because there's likely a bunch of stuff going on in your life, but there's mm-hmm. one thing 
that I could promise you we could take care of right now, right. what would be that one thing? Mm-hmm. Because I really do want to get to what's that thing on the forefront of her mind that makes her feel like abortion is an option for her. Right. And right. so it could be a lot of times it's financial stuff. Mm-hmm. It's relational stuff. And from time to time, it might be like in this situation. Right. Right. And that, now that's not something that obviously we can provide a resource in the same way that we provide resources that will right. make something go away. A problem. Yeah. The, nothing's going to make that rape go away. Yeah, exactly. So it is a little bit different. But as soon as as soon as she said that, um, what I hoped that I conveyed, I, I think I did immediately was to express compassion sorrow, yeah. show interest, ask about is is there justice? Yeah. Is this guy behind bars? Yeah. I mean, I would say the most important thing mm-hmm. in this situation and any other of the hard cases, any of the situations just in general, right? but especially in these hard cases, identifying with their pain. Yes. Not yeah. marginalizing their pain. Right. Like I break down that word, compassion. Right? Yeah. What it means is it means with calm is with and passion is actually suffering. Right. So you want to suffer with them in yeah. their pain, feel their pain. It's real to them, especially yeah. in this situation where she's been violated. Yeah. We want to identify with that. Now, I do say this and and how do I say this without? So we don't want to marginalize people's pain and we don't want to accuse them of lying. OK, right. so right. right off the bat, we don't want to say. Oh, you're lying. Only one percent of all abortions are result of rape or whatever. Yeah. Um, but do keep in the back of your mind. This is why I'll ask certain questions, typically in those situations, to really get to: Is that the case? Is she really a victim of rape, or is she just putting this out there to make me feel bad for talking to her? Because sometimes yeah. people will do that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll make you. They they want to take some of the guilt that they're feeling and put it back on you. Right. And so they think if well, if I'm a victim of rape, he'll feel bad for telling me not to have the abortion. Yeah. So you can keep that in the back of your mind that sometimes they could be lying to you. But even if that's the case, you don't want to say, ha ha, you're lying. There's mm-hmm. no way. And then give them statistics to prove that they're lying. You do want to identify with their pain. But you do also want to ask questions that provoke as much as you can. Now, you're not going to rip open a, a, a wound. You know, you don't want to try to do that. But as much as you can to get them um, to get them talking. And to discern, and and you know, I I think actually, and this was kind of by accident, but but the questions I did ask um, about the um, the rapist, yeah, and whether he was re- behind bars and everything, and ultimately she says it was a family member. Obviously, I I knew she wasn't really raped. She's she's acting this out. But had that been an actual mom, those responses would have tipped me off. I think that this was honestly a rape, that yeah. that this was sincerely a rape. And and you're right that often by asking questions, it will reveal whether it is honestly um, an actual rape or yeah. not. Yeah. Now, I but, do want to say that you can come across in asking that question mm-hmm. because the way that you ask it, and I get it, it's not a real life scenario, so it probably wouldn't have been asked like that. But the way you ask it, it was almost like immediate, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, really? Well, is he in bar? He's Is he behind bars? Yeah. Yeah. I would probably wield that back a little bit and mm-hmm. I would identify with her pain a little more mm-hmm. and I would try to understand what she's feeling a little more yeah. than just to kind of go right after the justice thing. Yeah. Not that we shouldn't go after that. Not that we shouldn't be. I mean, ultimately, that, that that's an honest and obvious question. If yeah. you were a victim of rape. Right. That dude ought to be behind bars. Yeah. And I might actually word it like that rather than rather than trying to throw it back on her. Like, did you yeah. do what you need to do 
to get that guy locked up. Yeah. Not that. It's like, was justice served? Right. Because if she's genuinely, here's here's my thinking as a man that believes that men are supposed to be protectors and guardians. My thinking is she's a victim of rape. That dirt bag needs to be behind bars. Right. And like, what can I do to make sure justice is served? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to identify with her pain. I'm going to help. I'm going to help, I guess, in that question, is he behind bars? What I want to provoke is in her that sense of justice. Exactly. That's a really good point. And that was where God was brought into the discussion. God is a God of justice. And that's a double question for her. It's pointing to her circumstances, but it's also hoping that a part of her is recognizing what she's about to do that that baby to that baby is is not justice. Yeah. To your point also, um, I didn't have at my fingertip, this was on my bad list, I didn't have a, at my fingertip the name, or it just eluded me. I couldn't remember the name of Safe Alliance, which which would have been the, they have a safe house, they have um, lawyers that will... Um, that will help women who are victims of sexual crimes for free. I didn't have that at my fingertips. It would really be a good idea if in any, wherever you are counseling, if there is some sort of a group that will help victims of of rape, it's good to have that information yeah. and be able to give her that phone number and everything. I told her I would look it up, but I and I actually thought that it might have been on our literature and it wasn't, which right. surprised me. So, you know, yeah. rookie mistake. I should have known that. I should have known what what our literature had. Yeah. But um but in retrospect, I, I wish I had had that, that I that I could have told her, hey, here's an organization that, yeah. that will help you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's also being compassionate, you know, saying, yeah, hey, yeah. we've got this group that, that could help you through through your struggles. So um, so the next thing I wrote down was that I did offer tangible help. I talked about domestic violence, but on the bad side, I, I didn't really have that resource right at my fingertip. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things you can do for those things these days, of course, yeah. is mm-hmm. Google it. It's right. not bad. It'd be better if you had some kind of piece of literature, if you had mm-hmm. some kind of number handily available, readily right. available. Right. Uh, but if you have to Google it, then Google it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, help point them to resources. I think that is an important thing that you did yeah. in that um, back and forth is yeah. – Point her to resources. To, and But the resources, I had that as a good and a bad also, because the, the resources that I pointed her to were all about the rape and yeah. and helping um, to get justice, protection, legal help if necessary for the rape. Experts that yeah. would counsel what to do with a family member, which is difficult for us. Right. We're, we're not trained counselors in, in you know, trained to deal with rape victims necessarily. Yeah. But um but what I didn't mention if you think back to the entire uh, interaction were other resources. I didn't talk about baby showers, I didn't talk about a mentor, I didn't talk about she did not need to feel alone in all of this. Yeah. Normally I do. Uh, I was really focusing on what are the things specific to a rape victim. But I think had it been a real life situation, those are things I hope I would have done and I normally do. Yeah. Didn't in this case, but I do want to make sure people listening know, I think that was a, a shortcoming in, in this interaction. I w- that's something that should have been mentioned that there are other sources of help Yeah, because she's in an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah. all those other resources that we have really could become very important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things is too, that I think we have to be careful not to do is just flood their minds with so many things. Yeah. And 
I would cede those resources. I would be talking about those resources. Yeah. But I would try to keep it around. That's why I ask when I'm talking to an abortion-minded mom or a dad at the abortion center. That's why I ask, what is that one thing right. that's the reason why you came here? And I want to focus on that thing yeah. and talk around that thing as a subject. Yeah. And not talk about everything else under the sun because right. you can flood their minds. Again, we're talking about women that are full of fear yeah. and especially a woman who's a victim of rape. Right. She's got a lot of stuff going on in her mind. She's got a lot of things that she's struggling with, a lot of emotions, a lot of yeah. just yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. So we can't flood her with too much. And so we're talking about baby showers and we're talking yeah. about mentoring and we're talking about this and that. So maybe it was wisdom. So maybe it was good that I did <laughs> yeah. that. Well, the other thing I didn't do much of that I also do a lot of when in a normal interaction is I didn't talk much about baby development because exactly the point you're making, that that's not probably what's going to be what sways her heart right now. Yeah. It. I mentioned it. I did mention it. I think I mentioned the heartbeat and brainwaves, and yeah. I think that's all I mentioned because I wanted to humanize the child. That is very important yeah. in a rape victim that that child be humanized. But, um, but again, I I didn't want that to be the main focus right. because she's struggling with a devastating violent act against her, and I wanted to use that to bring her to the idea of the violent act against her child and yeah. that parallel yeah, and hope that that might make an impact on her. Yeah. Another thing that help me, help me talk through this. Okay. Because I think this is good, but I also think it can be just a lot of information uh -huh. and that's pointing to the stats, right. the statistics. So yeah. you pointed to that statistic, which we've talked about before mm -hmm. that 70% um, of the women that, are victims of rape that get pregnant, choose to keep their child. Right. 78% of those who do that don't regret it. No, no, no. None of them regret. Okay. So none he, none so, regret. I'm getting lost in the yeah, statistics. But, and the 30% who choose abortion, most of them regret it. The overwhelming majority regret yeah. it. Okay. And, it, um, and I totally get your point. And I think it's a very valid thing to consider yeah. uh, being careful about uh, too many statistics. I do often quote that one because yeah. it's so counterintuitive. Yeah. It's not what they're thinking. And she... Uh, she actually was genuinely surprised when she heard that. When okay. <laughs> so she was play acting, but I, I don't think she'd ever heard that statistic before. Okay. And she said, "Oh, wow!" Um, and that was my response when I read that that research. So, um, but I do think, yeah, you start quoting statistics, you start to sound like a professor instead yeah. of a counselor who is, yeah. you know, identifying. With with them is that that's kind of your yeah that's your kind critique. of what I'm thinking but yeah. like I said I said help me with this because I'm not exactly sure because I think statistics do help I think you can you can I guess generalize you can say most women who get pregnant as a result of rape don't have an abortion did you know right. that yeah you don't have to put the numbers out there I guess yeah but that's 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 true most women right. and of the women that do um, get pregnant as a result of rape that keep their baby. None of them that we've seen in statistics have regretted that decision. Right. So even yeah. though you've got some stuff going on in your heart and your mind right now, and you're thinking, I might regret keeping this child, I can just tell you, statistically, you won't. 
Right. Your baby is going to be a blessing to you. Your baby, and I'm, I'm going to use terms that are going to kind of pull on the heartstrings. Your baby yeah. is going to be the light at the end of this tunnel that you're yeah. in right now. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of, of saying that. Um, she mentioning God, bringing God into the equation as soon as, as possible is always, I believe, critical. We're yeah. a gospel-centered yep. ministry. Um, and the any true heart change is never going to happen without the gospel. Additionally, she has been through a horrific trauma yeah. to her soul, her spirit, and um, you know, I I imagine many rape victims do ask themselves, "Where was God? Yeah. I'm a, I'm innocent in this. Where was God while this was happening?" So, bringing God quickly into the discussion is is really important. Yeah. And um, and asking if there is any first, does she believe, and if there's any conflict in her heart, and I think both of those questions are very good counseling techniques, yeah. and both should be asked any any anyone you counsel. Yeah. But um, but especially in a rape victim, because I have encountered women who are angry at God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it would be good to address that. Yeah. You know, God God didn't want that rape to happen. This is the result of sin. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you did that very well in this conversation. Bringing yeah. God into the equation by asking the question, do you believe in God? I think it's a yeah. good way to do it. Right. And then asking, yeah. can I share a scripture with you? And there you yeah. kind of jumped right into the scripture that you shared. Right. And I don't yeah. know if that was the ideal scripture. That was one of my bad things. I don't know if it was the ideal scripture. I had yeah. just read it that day, it, that morning on the sidewalk. Yeah. I happened to have it. My Bible opened that. By the way, something I, wa- I want you to know, Daniel, this okay. is directly from you. Yeah. Did you notice I had my Bible? I did notice that. I, I no longer look it up on the phone. Actually, it was because <laughs> a pro-abortion person shamed me. She asked me for the reference for one of the things I quoted. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember it. And I said, "Well, let me look it up for you." And I grabbed my phone, and she said, "Well, where's your Bible?" And I was so convicted by that—the okay. opposition coming. So I wrote that as one of the things that are a good thing: have your Bible with you, yeah, and have have something underlined, have something marked in your Bible, have a tab, yeah, something where you can get immediately to an appropriate verse and read it to her. Yeah, yeah. There is power so good. in the Word I mean, of God. I mean, you spoke about fear right she's afraid yeah and uh you know god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind right i think it's certainly an appropriate scripture yeah there can be some others that you could bring up yeah um but god's word doesn't return void so using the word of god is is in any of these situations very powerful and important to do yeah one of the things that i wrote as a bad though was while in that somewhere in that discussion of God, she said, "Yeah, but God will understand." Yeah, I did not jump on that. I I normally do. Yeah. Again, there's so many things that you wish you could say, and sometimes you just plainly can't. You, right. There's not enough time. But um, but we do usually want to kind of dispel that idea that because you're struggling and now you're considering killing your child, claiming God's forgiveness or understanding. Is not what where God would have you go. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, but I didn't. Um, and maybe I I should have. But um. But I did restate what what she was saying then, and and I thought that's another counseling technique that I think shows someone that they're being heard. So I repeated what she was saying about her concerns about. Being pregnant every day 
thinking about the rape and then restated what she said about seeing the baby. And basically she would be looking in her mind. She's thinking she's going to be looking at the rapist and thinking of the rapist every day. And that's where I bring in. And this is, I think, of the all the things I've done with rape victims. This, I think, is the single most powerful um, is when uh, ask them, was rape a violent action? against an innocent victim. And of course, they always say yes. And then asking them the question, what do you think an abortion is? Yeah, And that, I guess, in some ways, maybe that could be considered too harsh. Right. Um, and maybe, but a child's life is on the line. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. And I think if you ask, I, I always ask it carefully. My tone is, I'm very conscious yeah. of, am I saying this Gently, yeah, and with empathy, not only towards what happened to her, but what she is considering to uh, doing to her own baby. Yeah, yeah, I think as best we can in these situations, when we get into those hard truths, because the reality is, what would be happening if she was going through with an abortion would be her child suffering for the sins of its father. Yes, and that's unjust. Yeah. And that is, abortion is an act of violence committed against an innocent person, just like rape is. Yeah. Bringing that truth to bear, I think, is important. But to me, at that point in the conversation, we need to do the best we can um, to help her to understand. And and basically, in her mind, for there to be no doubt Mm -hmm. that we care about her. Mm -hmm. There has to be no doubt that we're concerned about her, that we're not just after her keeping her baby. Right. And I think, you know. You use some of these things that we talked about, you know, listening to her. Yeah, um, asking questions. Asking questions, sharing resources. Yeah. Um, the concern for her well-being and all that stuff can be evident in the way that we talk to her and the things that we offer to right. her. Yeah. Then we can introduce yeah. kind of the, the hard truths that need to be introduced. Right. Because those truths do need to be introduced. Yeah. This notion, and, and I think you went after this pretty good, then she you know, kind of had this mentality that well, I just want this to be all over with. Right. I don't yeah. really think that was a good point when you responded at some point because um, she said that actually a couple of times. She did. I just want this to be all over with. And that is the mentality of a, of right. a victim of rape yep. for sure. And I can understand that. I just want this to be all over with. Yep. But you countered with, well, abortion is not necessarily going to mean that this is all over with. Right. It might just be the beginning of the nightmares because yeah. you'll – yeah. You you will relive trauma, but in a different way. It's a new trauma. You have just perpetrated trauma on another innocent human being. Yeah. So, And I do think that your tone mm-hmm. and the look on your face and all of that stuff can convey mm-hmm. to her a genuine compassion. Yeah. Even when you're giving these hard truths. And and we need to be intentional about that. Right. We do. Your tone sets the tone, as you always say, and that yeah. is... That is um, so true. Then um, uh, I think it, at that point, I felt that she was with me enough to offer the ultrasound. Up yeah. to that point, I wouldn't have offered the ultrasound. That I don't think it would have been appropriate even. Right. Maybe, maybe you disagree. But um, I really felt like just showing her I cared, giving some of our three talk, talking points, especially God, than the little story uh, that I gave at the end. And at that point, I offered the ultrasound. And she turned it down. Yeah. 
which happens. You know what? Oh, yeah. We yeah. want it to be realistic. This actually, this uh, scenario was one I actually encountered with our last batch of um, sidewalk missionaries yeah. two, two times ago when we had sidewalk missionaries training with us, the national missionaries, and a woman who had been raped along with her five-year-old daughter wow. stopped. And this was honestly very similar to yeah. the conversation that I had. That was truly tragic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all tragic. It's all tragic. Rape is always a tragedy and, and a, a horror. But um, but I knew that that woman, it ended. I did everything pretty much like I did this. Were there things I could have improved on? I'm sure. But she still went in. Right. And I think don't don't be surprised by that. And so Maddie and I discussed it and said, "Hey, we wanted to be realis- realistic. Women are going to go in. Yeah. They they are still some will change their minds, but when they don't, uh, don't think it's all over. Right. And that final piece was praying yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah, and that's an important piece. Mm-hmm. There comes a point when you've said everything that can be said, and you can yeah. feel their beginning because. Once they start to pull away from you and pull away from the conversation, yeah. you continuing to talk, you're only going to make them angry. Right. And you don't want to get to that point where they're just angry, and then they've got in that moment of anger their justification to have an abortion. Right. And just to walk in there. You've become the problem instead You've of the actual the problem. problem. Yeah. Right. One thing I did want to mention before you prayed, um, and I think you did this actually a couple times through this conversation, you talked about testimonies. And you talk yes, about how you can yes. go on YouTube and you can see right, these testimonies. Right, and yeah. there's testimonies that are out there. Testimonies are a powerful way to help people understand. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Testimonies are powerful. Yeah. Testimonies, I mean, maybe you have a personal testimony in this area. Not very many people do as far as being a victim of rape and having a child and the blessing that that child is. You, you maybe, those who are listening, have that in your past. Quite likely you don't. Maybe you know someone that does. But even if you don't know someone that does, you can go on YouTube and you can watch these testimonies and sharing these testimonies or pointing people like you did, Vicky, in this um, in this scenario uh, to those testimonies to show that, yes, you're in a difficult situation. But listen, God has been faithful to other people and he'll be faithful to you. So yeah. I, I didn't want to miss that in any of these hard cases. We, we should share testimonies of God's faithfulness, we what should. God has done yes. in other people's lives. You yeah, know? and I actually wrote it down as one of the negatives is I wish I had had a rape victim's testimony on my phone ready to go Yeah, in my reminders or notes or something so that I could just click on that and show her because she's going to go in at this point, you know, often at this point of your discussion, you kind of have a sense. Is she going to go in or is she going to let me take her over to the ultrasound. Right. And so you do want to present everything you think you can that might encourage that choice for life. And since testimonies are so powerful, I really did wish I had one of those. I don't. Yeah. I should get one on my phone yeah. because this I encounter this often enough that it would be yeah. a valuable thing to have right at my fingertip. Yeah. You know, I, I would say I mean, it'd be great to have at your fingertips. My yeah. guess would be... Um, she's probably not going to stand there and watch a. She might a not unless it's a short one. Or something it would like have that. to be unless a pretty it's really short, short. One. right? If you can just have it on the top of your mind, on the tip of your tongue, just share that testimony. Uh, that could be helpful. Yeah. 
But again, like you mentioned, kind of circle back around with the whole pray thing. You prayed with her, and, and really what we what we do often is you pray at her. Got to help. Uh, I pray that you right. help her to see right. um, that yeah. this is not the right thing to do, that yeah. we can help her and that sort of thing. So you're praying at her. You're Obviously, you're praying. You're appealing to God right. because he's the one that has to open her heart and convince her to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, but you are supporting everything that you just said previously. Exactly. In prayer right. as you're petitioning the Lord. Yeah, and I definitely was thinking of that, kind of restating all the main points I had made when I was speaking to her, restate them in the prayer so that this, that as she's entering that abortion center, those are the last things on yeah. her mind. Yeah. So all in all, it went pretty well. Yeah. yeah she didn't choose life, at least not. We don't know. Maybe she did. Yeah, well, in all of these things, we are planting seeds That's and we right. are watering seeds. So I yeah. want to encourage you guys with that. These situations are very difficult. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a woman who's a victim of rape or you've got a woman who's you know, dealing with whatever uh, many of these hard cases might be, it is tough. And we can really beat ourselves up Yes, about what we didn't say, what mm-hmm. we did say, what we could have said better. And listen, you can always say things better. You can always say more. You can always cover different subjects. You, you can. There's always these questions of what if I would have said this? What if I would have said that? You, you just got to trust God. You just got to mm-hmm. – I think I've said before, if I could give you one principle of dealing with hard cases and one principle alone, dealing with any of these cases, hard cases, easy cases, whatever – that single principle would be walk with God. Yeah. Walk with God. We can give you general principles. We try to do that. We try to make ourselves like uh, the example of what not to do and what to do mm-hmm. in some sense. But at the end of the day, you've got to be walking with the Lord because the Holy Spirit knows a whole lot more than we ever will. Yeah. Even though we've been doing this for a while, right. the Holy Spirit, uh, he's eternal. <laughs> he knows the hearts of men and women. He knows what needs to be said in the moment. So walk with him. Be, I mean... That scripture you shared, maybe that was exactly what she needed to hear if that was a real situation in that moment. Maybe she was just reading that scripture this morning herself. You never know. So I want to encourage you guys, yeah, listen to these podcasts and take all the information in. But most importantly, walk with the Lord in those moments when you're encountering these hard situations. Mm -hmm. Be praying under your breath to the Lord, Mm -hmm. like, Lord, I need wisdom in this situation. He can give it. Yeah. So with that, I think we are done with this Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Feel good about that? Yeah, I feel pretty good about okay. it. I, 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 I get an A, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a for At this one. At least a B plus, I would okay. say. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you did great. <laughs> so, guys, we do appreciate you guys listening. And uh, as we started out, as we always say, we appreciate you guys sharing this podcast, reaching out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky at lovelife.org if you have questions, comments, things like that. We'd certainly love to answer those if we're able Um, And again, please share this podcast with people. Don't neglect us in the reviews. Give us some good reviews. We appreciate that. And until next time, God bless. God bless y'all. Nothing's too precious since I met you